0: Now it looks like the future of 3 f one teams might be under pressure. And this could be the way Andretti gets in before 2028. Oh, for crying out loud, Law, stop going on about Andretti. They've been pushed back a few years. Well... This news I'm about to share with you might change things. Once again, there are signals coming out of Audi that the future of their involvement in F1 might be a little bit more uncertain, with the news that yet another one of the figureheads of the single-seater campaign is set to be shoved off out of the company entirely. I won't bore you with the specific details as to why Oliver Hoffman may be on the way out, their chief design officer, but it does concern some very major concerns regarding the overall financial struggles that Audi might be having right now, about his design work and fumbling a production Timelines, which have led to multiple delays in projects under his watch. The last couple of years of money being plowed into the Sauber Group aren't exactly yielding good returns for when Audi step in in 2026, and they can just hit the ground running and be competitive immediately that might not be the case. Especially when James Key, their technical director, is saying that they're not going to be properly competitive until 2027. Oh, that's not great. Now, two of the representatives that were there at Spa in 2022, when we saw the show car of F1 painted in Audi colours, are no longer there. Marcus Deussmann as the CEO is gone, and now Hoffman may be gone as well. So both reps of Audi on that day are gone. That's not a good sign, and there's no clear vocal champion, because it took the current CEO of Audi, Herr Dolner, until December to actually vocally say out loud that, yeah, 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 the plan's in place for Formula One and Audi, yeah, yeah, the things are still going ahead. It doesn't sound overly confident, though. Now there's even talks about there being troubles with getting people to relocate to Switzerland full-time. Salba's home base, despite their close relationship with Audi, who use their wind tunnel on a regular basis. And then there's even more worries that the current Audi approach of Softly Softly, just increasing their stake in Salba gently, isn't providing the results that they would have liked. Their investment isn't leading to a massive ascent up the F1 standings. So far, they're remaining relatively static. So you can probably understand why I'm a little bit frustrated toward Audi because they seem to go through this cycle every few months. News breaks out of a major blow in the Audi F1 campaign. And then not too long after that, the CEO then has to go, Oh, no, 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 we're, we're, we're committed. We're absolutely fine. No, 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 we're gonna, we're gonna stay. Probably because Liberty Media is a little bit concerned that the car manufacturer that they've been championing and they made this big song and dance in Spa that Audi were joining Formula One might suddenly not join Formula One would be a major embarrassment, especially in the midst of Andretti being enthusiastic in joining Formula One. They then get rebuffed. General Motors then commit themselves to be a power unit supplier for 2028 and that gets no press coverage from F1 whatsoever. Remember, when Audi said that they were going to commit to F1 for 2026, there were multiple articles on F1.com about it. Whereas General Motors committing to F1 in 2028 as a power unit supplier? Absolutely nothing. We had to rely on external news sites for that news because Formula One, they weren't going to talk about it. And this is weird considering the size of General Motors. It's bigger than Ford. And Ford got some press coverage with Red Bull. Yeah, telling. All of this with Audi supposedly owning 50% of the team right now. Roughly $450 million worth according to rough estimates in terms of what Alfa Romeo was worth back in October. I'm going back to that quote from Dollar in December, saying the plan is in place to join F1. Well, plans can change. Plans can easily be modified over the course of just a few weeks or even a few days. Remember, the plans were for Mercedes that Hamilton was going to stay with him until 2025. Fast forward 24 hours later, he's going to Ferrari. So yeah, plans can change very quickly. That team might suddenly become untenable and a quick sale of their shares in Sauber might be necessary and a huge catch injection to try and stem the flow of any major concerns vital for their survival, or at least their security in the short term. So thank you, Herr Donner. You gave me the idea for this video, and why I think now... Andretti might finally be able to buy the Sauber Group after being rebuffed at the last minute back in 2021. And probably being quite cost effective, considering that F1 is making it so that means every single new team has to pay $600 million just to get keys to the club. Look, I get it. Andretti was snubbed by Formula One management, the commercial branch of F1, and they've been told that unless you got General Motors with you from the as a of power unit supplier, you could forget joining any time before 2028. And I think that Stefano Domenicali's ideal scenario would have been that General Motors would have seen what was going down, that Andretti would have probably been a mooch on Formula 1, that they would have cut ties with Andretti, and instead gone it alone as a power unit supplier, and courting the existing teams, because clearly Formula 1 wants General Motors, because they are a big company, and there's a lot of buzz concerning Cadillac in the likes of sports cars, so having that in Formula 1 would be quite juicy, but Andretti, in the eyes of F1, not so much. But that hasn't worked out for Stefano Domenicali, because General Motors has come out and said that they are still confident in the Andretti Formula One campaign. General Motors has been completely woven into the Formula One bid for Andretti. Because nearly half of the workforce currently working for Michael Andretti and their F1 bid at the satellite branch in Silverstone is made up of General Motors employees. General Motors are looking to sit down with the commercial arm of F1 to discuss what's going on, acting as some sort of mediator between Dominicali and Andretti to come to some sort of agreement about ensuring that Andretti are the real deal and that they should be allowed in sooner, with the promise of GM joining up with them in 2028. But realistically, I don't really see it happening anytime sooner because quite simply, The current model within Formula 1 management is that the only way you're going to get in is through Dead Man's Boots, which is essentially taking up a slot that currently exists. Because having 10 teams... That's enough. That's what's been working, so why change it? Look, I'm not saying it's a good model, but it's the only model we got. And with Audi's biggest jitter yet about joining Formula One in 2026, this might be the most likely scenario for Andretti to get in without having to fork out over half a billion dollars just for the privilege of even just getting the keys. But wait... Are Audi really struggling right now? Well, it's kind of vague. Because according to Reuters, Volkswagen has Audi to thank for their increase in sales last year, with a 12% rise in deliveries. But then we scroll further down the article and notice a small dip in performance in China. Ah, I see where there might be some worry here. Audi currently owns 50% of the Salba team. Then if General Motors and Andretti come in with a bid to buy out the shares of Audi roughly about 450 maybe half a billion dollars, they would immediately have a Formula One team in an effective turnkey deal. Audi then walk away with nearly half a billion dollars in money to prop up anything that could easily stem any potential loss in Chinese market share. Yes, I know this may sound quite dry to you, but talking about business isn't usually exciting unless you're Unikitty from the Lego movie. Michael Andretti would finally have the keys to Sauber after having tried to buy Alfa Romeo back in 2021 and nearly succeeding, had it not been for a last second jitter, <laughs> ironic, of concerns regarding operations that Michael Andretti found out to not be ideal. The existing Sauber contingent might have had things to say that would have made working conditions not exactly viable and it wouldn't have been Andretti's team really that the management in Switzerland wouldn't have made it easy for him. Three years later, the situation might have changed. Alpha Romeo have moved on to pastures new, and currently, Saba are in a little bit of a limbo state, having gotten into bed with a gambling and streaming company for extra revenue until Audi have decided to fully commit to the team. Despite owning half of it right now, and will own 75% of it come 2025, they really do not have any sort of identity or connection to that team whatsoever. There isn't even a logo on the car. And if you weren't clued up into Formula One politics and how Formula One worked and its future, you would assume that Audi has nothing to do with Formula One. They've been very, very quiet the last couple of years. And that's probably been deliberate because why would they want to be associated with a team that's very lucky to have not come last last year? Mm. And sure, I can understand that forking out nearly half a billion dollars for a team is a big chunk of change. But again, if this new Concord agreement goes through and the price for admission just to even get in goes up to $600 million, having been $200 million, this anti-dilution fee, taking their slot on the grid, might be relatively cheap and cost-effective. And on top of that, you've got an existing team, which is really highly rated amongst the inner circle of Formula One. The Cassava... They are mostly known for being really good, solid engineers. Sure, they've not exactly supped success in the last few years, but that's because they've been having to do things on a budget. They've really not had major investments since the days of BMW, when they did have their biggest stint of success, getting their singular win thanks to Robert Kubica. And if they had this major investment from Audi, you might have assumed that, hey, things might have turned out like with BMW eventually. But again... BMW were quite confident when they switched from Williams to Sauber and there was no sight of concerns whatsoever. That is until, of course, 2009 after the financial crisis and then BMW bailed and Audi sort of about to bail on Sauber before they've even started in Formula One. What's going on here? But you get the feeling that Michael Andretti is determined to make this work. And what's most important and fills me with confidence here is that Andretti gets how Formula One operates Having that satellite base in Silverstone, hiring people from existing Formula One teams, getting to know the lay of the land and realizing what you need to do to be successful. You can't just carve your own path and expect it to work. That's why Toyota failed, because they just didn't get themselves immersed within the culture and politics of Formula One, determined to use the Toyota way throughout and just throw money at things and not really getting how you can be successful in Formula One. And then, of course, you've got the likes of Haas, who have that canapolis base and are not keen to invest, thanks to Gene Haas being a bit of a skinflint. You just get those feelings that those kind of operations don't work. Whereas Michael Andretti has looked to the bigger teams and realised, A lot of people work in Silverstone or around the Silverstone area in the Midlands. Maybe we should base ourselves there so that means people don't have to commute much further. And that's quite good because remember, relocation is expensive and also really stressful for any future employees. If they did buy out Sauber, then they would have a Switzerland base, but there seems to be a lot of people based there already. So you just have two operations, one in Silverstone and then you have one in Hinville. But one thing's for sure, Sauber, they are really good at what they do. And if they had the cash to be able to be even better and have extra investment, then it could be even better. And right now, since Andretti had been rebuffed, they in theory can still continue with their operations and building up their F1 operations free of the F1 cost cap because, hey, they're technically not competing in Formula One. They are building Formula One cars. They may not turn a wheel, but they are still learning the tricks of the trade and following the rules stipulated by the FIA and Formula One themselves. Just indirectly. So this could be a really big mistake for Formula One management to ignore them right now because they're getting on with things. They haven't been deterred. And if they then suddenly come in and buy out Sauber and then just mix things together, this could be a really strong operation here, simply down to the mechanical level. And they will have the backing of General Motors, who are determined to perform. Because remember who is going to be competing with Red Bull from 2026? Ford. General Motors and Ford have a huge rivalry and now it's going to be seeping into Formula One. And also, until General Motors are ready to become a power unit supplier to this new Andretti Salba team, and if they keep their deal with Ferrari, then you know that the team will market the absolute heck out of Mario Andretti's connection to the Scuderia, which culminated in 1982 with his Italian podium. Okay, you mentioned two other teams, Laura. Are you actually going to talk about them? And let me guess, does one of them include Haas? Well, I'll be honest, no. Hass is not included here, because it's been quite obvious that Michael Andretti has tried many times to buy out Gene Haas' team, and he's been constantly rebuffed. I'm sure that Andretti has given up at this point, because it's quite obvious that Gene Haas is quite happy to just poodle at the back with a Haas billboard, and Ayo Komatsu, the new team principal, acting more like just a caretaker, just a supervisor of this team, not really getting any kind of investment to try and kick on, no external investment from other investors, no, just, just no, I think Andretti's given up on that. But there are two other teams that could still be featuring the likes of Andretti's logo on the car. And one of them, of course, is Alpine. Yes, Alpine has poured cold water on the Andretti power unit deal, since their bid was unsuccessful to join F1 at all, and would only be reinstated if they had a solid entry into Formula One. But in terms of the team itself, that could be a whole other ball game. It's quite clear in recent years that Alpine is stuck in a rut, that there's no real sign of ambition or any hopes to try and kick on into Formula One. I look at every single team and I can see, apart from the likes of Haas, a slight flicker of hope that a changing concept might see them progress and get further up the grid. Even the likes of Salba. But with Haas and Alpine, I don't really see that. I almost saw that with Otmar Safnau when it became clear that he was really getting on and changing the operation for the better. And he had something had he not suddenly been fired by Laurent Rossi and then just got told to jog on despite being really good and very versed with getting a lot of return out of very, very little. Not to mention Renault has been known, much like with Honda, to bow out of Formula One and then suddenly come back in again when the time is right. The most recent stint was back when they suddenly became Lotus, the Endstone team, and then suddenly Renault came back again in 2016. There is more external investment coming in. Nearly a quarter of it coming from Ryan Reynolds' Maximum Effort Initiative, as was a bunch of big profile celebrities for some reason, lessening the burden of Renault to fork in more money. You get the feeling that they are trying to figure something out, that Bruno Famine, the caretaker CEO and the team principal of this Alpine team, is trying to figure out something. They've had a huge purge and shake up in staff. They're trying. They really are trying. But they might just realize that, hey, we really can't do much. Enter Michael Andretti and their Silverstone operations, partner them up with Instant, and Andretti-Renault partnership with Andretti taking up the naming rights, and then being badged as Andretti Renault. Granted, this is a little bit of a flight of fancy, but I still think it could reasonably work with the added increase in external investment. And Andretti seems to know what it's doing, and it's got a lot of operations done already off their own back. So just combine it with Enston, which has been known to be been reliable and a solid F1 team, much like with Salba over the years. This could be a very, very potent combination, and get Enston out of a rut, and also lessen the burden on Renault. Now, another option I would like to discuss briefly is not likely, but it is kind of possible given the current identity of this team, and that's got something to do with the likes of Vcarb. Put simply, the second Red Bull team is looking to present itself to the world as a team in its own right, and not just a junior team to run in the shadow of the Red Bull main team. It's got ambitions, it's got major sponsors on the car, it's taking more parts from the main team, the RB19 suddenly having a little bit more of a say in the V-Carbo 1's design. Sure, a lot of them aren't exactly obvious, but they are there. And if this leads to an increase in performance, and thusly a bigger share of the prize money because they end up sixth or even fifth in the constructors, then potentially their valuation in terms of a team as an operation will be greatly inflated from the recent estimation of AlphaTauri last year of $1.1 billion dollars. Red Bull might be looking to sell the team to the highest bidder. And if they can get a few hundred million dollars extra by just pumping in some more RB19 parts into the mix with Daniel Ricciardo there, then I think they're quids in. They could be absolutely gravy. And that anybody wanting to buy the team would have to pay very, very substantially for the privilege. And back when they were listed at about nearly a billion dollars, the owner of Rodin Motorsport wanted to buy out the team, was told effectively how much they were worth, and he was, quote, pissed off with the valuation. If General Motors really wanted to get in with a team that is getting more and more investment from Milton Keynes, then they could buy out the team for $1.5 billion roughly. You know the price is going to be increased from 1.1 of AlphaTauri, but I think that probably won't happen because of the fact, again, there is a Ford connection. For me, I think that the current brand of Visa Cash App RB Formula One team is going to morph into being a Ford team. It's going to become eventually Visa Cash App Ford Performance Formula One team. You'll have Red Bull. You will have Ford because they are working together as Red Bull Ford powertrains. Granted, Ford is mainly working on the battery electric side of operations with the Red Bull powertrains thing being birthed out of the ashes of Honda, and then they suddenly came back on in their own, so that's going to be incredibly awkward because then there'll be technically two Honda-based engines, but whatever. Ultimately, though, I feel like Andretti would want to be a team in their own right with their own slot on the grid, instead of having to play Formula One management's game of dead man's boots. But right now, if they want to get in anytime soon, they are going to have to do that. And these three teams are the most likely candidates for their boots to be replaced by Andretti. And I feel like after the recent jitters of Audi, and the second big high-profile proponent of the Formula One bid now potentially going, then you get the feeling that Audi might not be around for 2026 and might be looking to divulge themselves of their shares, and General Motors could come in with Andretti and just say, we'll take that very much, thank you. This seems very, very likely now. And then the catharsis that Michael Andretti would have had after his snubbed bid in 2021 will have been fulfilled, and everyone will be happy, including Stefano Domenicali. Thanks for listening to my ladder ramblings. If you liked what you heard, do be sure to leave a five-star rating on your podcasting platform of choice. I really do appreciate it, and until the next time I traverse the ladder, I hope you have a pleasant day. Goodbye.